Healthy Girl Kitchen. I am obsessed with Healthy Girl Kitchen. She's a vegan food blogger and health coach. I want to be her best friend. Invigorating conversations with leading experts. Danielle spends her days helping others improve their health. This is the Healthy Girl Podcast with your host, Danielle Keith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Girl Podcast. I'm so excited to be here and talking to you all again on the podcast. If you didn't know, I took a four-week-long break from doing the podcast. So now we're back, better than ever. I guess you can call this the start of season two of the Healthy Girl Podcast. If you are new to the podcast and haven't yet listened to an episode, welcome It's great to have you here. I feel like I'm normally talking to you all in Instagram stories or you're watching my videos on TikTok or Instagram or reading one of my blogs and this just gives us the opportunity to chat, like we're just hanging out on the couch together and when I have a guest on, I just kind of want you to feel like you're also in the room with us chatting and hanging out. So I love being able to connect with you all in a different way. I would encourage you to go back and listen to some previous episodes if you are new to the podcast. You definitely don't have to listen to the other episodes to understand this one as each episode is different and its own individual episode, but the first season had some gems in there and I had guests of all kinds from all different backgrounds, but all relating to food, health, wellness, veganism, all the good stuff that we all love here. So this is going to be a really fun episode. We have a great guest today and yeah, happy new year. Happy 2021. I am really, really optimistic for the new year and I just hope that you know, we can kind of kiss COVID goodbye. And with the vaccine coming, I'm just trying to stay positive and hoping I can get married this year to all the COVID brides out there. I feel you. I understand you. Let's pray that we can all get married this year. But I'm going to tell you about our guest of the day. Our guest of the day is Molly Patrick, and she truly has an incredible story. Molly Patrick is the founder of Clean Food Dirty Girl, and Molly helps people eat more plants while celebrating human imperfection. You're going to love this episode if you want tips on being plant-based, if you want to hear about Molly's very unique upbringing. She actually grew up without electricity. She used an outhouse for a bathroom. She had um, parents who lived a very unique lifestyle, so... Her story is just very, very unique and how Molly created her very successful business. We also talk about how to make eating vegan exciting and actually taste good. We're both huge foodies. What to do if you're vegan and you still crave animal products, how to go about a plant-based diet if you have a perfectionist mentality and experimenting with new ingredients in the kitchen. Before we hop into the episode and and talk to Molly, I want to give you the health tip of the day, the cooking tip of the day, and just kind of catch you up on some exciting news here at Healthy Girl Kitchen. So first, the health tip of the day. It's also kind of a cooking tip, but this is for you if you have a sweet tooth, if you like dessert. My new favorite dessert after dinner is taking a medjool date. You take the pit out or you buy pitted ones, and then you, I take this cacao cashew spread that tastes like healthy Nutella and I stuff it inside the date. It tastes like a chocolate caramel bite and it's super healthy and it's plant-based, but it 
tastes like you're having this delicious indulgent dessert. Dates are so healthy. They're packed with like all kinds of vitamins and minerals and fiber. So they're really good for digestion, keeping you regular. You guys know if you consume my content a lot, I'm very passionate about preventing constipation and getting everyone regular. Um, Medjool dates are the best. They're gooey, they're chewy, they have the best texture. So make sure when you go shopping to get Medjool dates and not another kind. And the brand of the cacao cashew spread that I'm liking is Artisana. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's A-R-T-I-S-A-N-A. And I ordered that from Thrive Market and it's delicious. And again, that tastes like healthy Nutella. Um, and then the cooking tip of the day, I just posted this cooking tip on my Instagram and my TikTok, but I wanted to share it on my podcast too because it's the best tip and I think everyone should know of it. If you like eating rice cakes, you are probably aware that they get stale super quickly. I feel like if you open the rice cake package, they get stale in like a minute. So if you have stale rice cakes, have no fear. All you have to do is pop them in the toaster for 30 seconds and they get crunchy again. And you never know that they were ever stale. Try it and report back to me. It's life-changing. I have some very exciting news on another note. All of you have been asking me for something tangible that you can buy that's like separate from my blog and my social media. And whenever anyone starts following me, you know, I'm asked if I have a cookbook or a meal plan or something that is separate from, you know, the single recipes on my blog or my Instagram. A lot of you who follow me are not fully plant-based, but you want to be and have zero clue where to start or how to make a plan for yourself. Or you follow me and you're plant-based already, but you need new meal ideas and new recipe ideas and you're sick of just making the same things over and over again. Or if you're more of a junk food vegan and looking to eat a healthier plant-based diet, then I think what I created and what I recently came out with is really going to benefit you. So with all that said, I decided to create a 14-day plant-based meal plan. To those of you who have already got it, thank you so much for your support. I am so excited for you to do the meal plan and report back to me. I actually released it a few days ago. And I didn't know what to expect at all, but you guys went crazy for it. And it makes me so much more excited that you're all also excited about it. So the meal plan is a 14-day plant-based meal plan that has two weeks of meals completely planned out. This is perfect if you're trying to jumpstart a healthy plant-based lifestyle. And I know a lot of you are gonna use the new year as a time to revamp your health, And I know this year has been hard for everyone. So if you feel like during quarantine, you gained weight, you ate unhealthy, developed unhealthy eating habits, you are definitely not alone. And even though the meal plan is only for two weeks, it has over 23 recipes that you'll learn how to make. And that's a lot of recipes to add into your repertoire. So imagine knowing how to make 23 more healthy recipes than you do now. And if you're intimidating by cooking, don't worry. I designed the meal plan to be super basic, have really simple, accessible ingredients, and the recipes themselves are literally so easy. I promise I wouldn't create a meal plan with complicated recipes. Not only are the meal ideas and the meal plan super simple, but they taste amazing. You all know I'm a huge foodie. I love eating. I love food. It's my favorite activity. And I wanted to show you that healthy eating doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be bland or restrictive. All the food is beyond delicious. So when you do the meal plan, 
I promise you everything tastes amazing. I also wanted to make the meal plan affordable. I know it's been a hard year for a lot of people financially. I know there's a lot of really expensive health programs out there. So the meal plan is only $14.99. If you're a student, a busy mom, an employed or unemployed millennial, whether you're in college, high school, whatever it may be, I wanted you to feel as though you could afford the Healthy Girl Kitchen meal plan and have access to it no matter what your financial situation The meal plan also has a shopping list that's ready to go, which is very convenient. I got a lot of questions asking me, like, how will you know what to shop for? I have everything written out in a shopping list. So all you have to do is take that shopping list to the grocery store and you'll have everything prepped out and planned for starting the meal plan. If you're curious what kind of meals are in the meal plan, I'm going to list a few of them so you'll get a good idea of what you'll be eating The breakfasts are so easy and so yummy, and the breakfast won't take you longer than 10 minutes. I, even though I love cooking and it's a fun hobby for me, I don't like spending a lot of time in the kitchen. I don't want to slave away over the stove for two hours. I like meals that are quick, easy, but also taste good. So I promise they won't take you longer than 10 minutes. Um, For the breakfast, there's a green goddess smoothie that's amazing. It's hydrating. It's great for your hair, skin, and nail health. It tastes like a pina colada. It's delicious. There's an apple pie oatmeal recipe that's heaven and tastes like dessert. If you like more of a savory breakfast, there's meals like avocado toast and vegan scrambled eggs. And there's also a chia overnight oats recipe that's perfect for a busy lifestyle. And for lunches and dinners, there's all kinds of meals. There's a great variety. Meals like burrito bowls, quinoa power bowls, pasta primavera, bolognese stuffed baked potatoes, chickpea tuna, high protein chili, and so much more. And again, you won't feel hungry. You won't feel deprived. You won't feel restricted with any of this food. So even though it's plant-based and you won't be eating animal products, all of these meals are well-balanced, they're satiating, and you won't feel hungry, you won't feel deprived or restricted. If you didn't know, I am also a certified holistic health coach, so I wanted to use my nutrition background to design the meals to have a balance of healthy, complex carbs, protein, and healthy fats, so the meals will keep you full and satiated and you won't be left hungry. There are also snack ideas if you get hungry in between meals. I know I'm a huge snacker. I tend to get hungry, so there are snack ideas if you like to snack. I can't wait for you to get the meal plan. Make sure to download it before the new year so you can go grocery shopping in advance and start in the beginning of January. When you purchase it, you will be emailed a PDF of the meal plan to download to your phone or you can download it to your computer or I have some people printing it out if that's easier for you. You can find it on healthygirlkitchen.com but I'll also link it in the show notes so it's easier for you to find. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. What's up, Molly? Welcome to the Healthy Girl Podcast. Thank you for having me. Super stoked to be here today. I'm so excited. And I mean, I was just telling you one second ago, but people have been asking to hear from you and I've been getting messages and requests saying, can you please have Molly from Clean Food Dirty Girl on the podcast? So I'm very excited to talk to you, especially since we're both in the plant-based space and we both specialize in creating healthy plant-based recipes and sharing them with the world. So I'm sure we have so much to talk about, so much in common and so much to discuss, but I want to start with your background growing up, I actually, I, 
I've heard your story in other podcasts. I think you have a very unique background and story and like unique family life. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yes, it is pretty unique. I've never met anybody else who has quite my background except for my very best friend. And I'll tell you about her too. So I was born and raised in New Mexico and my parents were super duper hippies. So super just quintessential 70s type of hippies. And so they eventually, I have siblings that came before, but eventually my parents, when they met, they traveled around for a long time. They finally settled down in New Mexico. They bought like five acres of land and they built their house on this land. And they pitched a teepee for everybody to live in while they were building the house. And so I grew up without electricity or indoor plumbing or running water or uh, really, you know, any of the basic stuff that you would have growing up. So uh, we had an outhouse. So that was our bathroom. We had like, we used a hose to like shower with for a long time. So as they were building their house, we were kind of living outside. And then as they, you know, they kind of built one building and then we could move in. They built another building. It was sort of like a hippie commune type of thing. How long was that period of time where they were building their house and you didn't have any of those essential things? So we had an outhouse until I was 17. Wow. (laughs) So when I left for college and I was about ready to leave for college, my parents finally got indoor, like an indoor bathroom. (laughs) Wow. So it was, yeah, I was like, oh, the timing of it. I mean, we had electricity, um, you know, probably from the time I was, I want to say at least like three, Um, but it was, it was limited and it was only for like basic stuff. And we had an outside kitchen for a long time. My mom had a garden and so she would, uh, grow food. We, we, they dug a well for water. Um, and then I was with her in the kitchen just cooking and she was, she raised, I was raised vegetarian. She was vegetarian for a long, for a long, long time. So I was raised without any meat. I've never eaten meat actually in my life. And I learned how to cook just by being around my mom in the kitchen and learning how to like grow things in the garden and and cook those things. So it was a very um, unique upbringing. And I didn't realize that it was weird at all because I didn't know any better. Right. And my very best friend who lived sort of the land adjacent to our land had a very similar upbringing, but her parents lived in a bus, like a school bus, an old Casual. school bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a bus. Yep. Her parents like took out all the seats and made it this, you know, this really cool bus that they lived in while they were building their house. So she was my best friend and one of my only friends until I, you know, went to like grew up and went to school. And so I thought that like everybody lived like this. So I didn't know that it was, it was all that strange and unique. So were you homeschooled? growing up? I was not homeschooled. I went to a Montessori school. And so, yeah, my mom didn't homeschool me. Um, but we did, I mean, she, we did a lot of schooling at home and she taught me a lot of things that school didn't teach me. So it was sort of, you know, it was, yeah, it was a unique mix for sure. So you said it was normal to you because that's just what you grew up with, but you were going to quote unquote regular school. Did did you have any idea that maybe your peers were going home to a different type of environment? So I pieced it together when I went to my first sleepover, actually. And I saw how 
comfortable their house was and how warm and how easy it was. And at that point I was like, wow, an indoor bathroom, like people have these in their houses. That's really like, that's amazing. I want one of those in my, you know, I don't want to like walk out to the outhouse when it's freezing cold. Um, so I, I, I knew that then I started, you know, I mean, the more I did that, the more I realized that our, my family was a bit different and it, like the food thing too, because I was raised, you know, without any sugar in the house and without any processed food. And we only, you know, shopped at health food stores. And when I went to my friend's house and they were having like Rice Krispies for, for like breakfast and the mom, like of my friend poured me a big bowl of cereal and I was like, what is this? And I heard it make that like, you know, that sound that it makes. And I loved it. I had like three bowls. I couldn't believe it. And then I threw up and I got sick. My mom had to pick me up <laughs> from my friend's house and I had to go home. But I was like, wow, look at all this, this food. You know, I just, it was amazing to me. I mean, I didn't eat any of the meat that was ever offered to me at friends' houses, but for sure, like the cookies and the candy and the, um, like sh the sugary maple syrup. I mean, we, we, my mom made date syrup, you know, so maybe even maple syrup was like a, a novelty to me. So I, I definitely pieced the food part together that it was a little bit different at my house from early on. And what year was this just so everyone can get a full picture? So I was born in 1980. So this was like, you know, what time, what, like 88, 89, something like that. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So it's funny because if you were to talk about your parents now, you would just be like, oh, like that's so cool that they make date syrup. Like that's so trendy and fun. <laughs> we're like back then that's like the most hippy dippy crunchy granola thing. Um, I mean, of course you lived a unique lifestyle, which still would be considered to be unique. But in terms of the food, like they were honestly ahead of the game eating healthy. Mm -hmm. You said you didn't have processed food. You didn't eat a ton of sugar. You ate vegetarian. So it sounds like your parents really were ahead in their thinking of what healthy eating was. Totally. Yeah. My mom was really ahead of the game. My dad just always eats what my mom eats. So she's, she's kind of like, you know, she's in charge of all of that. So she, when, when she grew up, she was forced to eat a lot of meat and it never, set well with her. It really, it made her sick, but she, she had the kind of parents that was like, no, we're having meat. You're sitting here and eating all of the pork chops until you're done or whatever, you know, and it always made her sick and she never wanted it. So when she finally left home, she was like, I'm not having that again. So she, she was vegetarian since like, oh, I don't know, the, the late fifties or something, you know, I mean, she, she's been doing this for a long time. And then, um, so yeah, she was really ahead of the game. It was weird, you know, like we had um, miso growing up a lot of the time and like for like sauerkraut and fermented stuff. And, you know, I was raised on like rice milk and uh, she would, she would make different like um, plant-based milks and it, it, it really, it, yeah, she was very much ahead of her time. And at the time I just thought I was getting like the raw end of the deal, you know, and I look back and I'm so grateful for how I was raised. And I'm so, I, I was, you know, I would always beg for, for things. My mom was like, no, no, no. I thought she was being so mean, but I look back and I thought good for her, you know, for seeing this and for being so ahead of the game. And then she went totally plant-based in 1997. So I didn't go totally plant-based until like 2008 or late 2008. And but it was really easy for me to make that switch because she had been doing it for so long already. It wasn't weird. It wasn't strange or it was a very easy transition. 
Yeah. So what was, what pushed you to be vegan? So I, I never liked milk. I wasn't a big, uh, you know, dairy eater. I ate eggs occasionally. So that wasn't like even a big part of what I ate, but I started working for a vegan company and I thought, okay, I, I can't, I don't feel right about working for a vegan company if I myself am not totally vegan. And so I just decided to ditch the dairy and ditch the eggs. And it was honestly so super easy. And then, and then I started reading more about the dairy industry and reading more about that, um, you know, being just, it, it made no sense for me to go back to that because I felt awesome. And then I didn't want to contribute to anything that, you know, has to do with the dairy industry. And so I just figured like, and it was so easy. Like I didn't, it was a very, very easy transition. So I thought, wow, why doesn't everybody do this? This is crazy. And so I never looked back. Yeah. People ask me all the time. They're like, was it hard for you to go plant-based or was it hard for you to be vegan or what do you miss the most? What do you, do you crave meat? Do you crave dairy? And I, similarly to you, uh, it was a very easy transition for me. I never was a fan of meat. I ate it because my mom put it on the table. We were never like, like my family wasn't big into like red meat or anything like that, but we had a lot of chicken and a lot of fish. Um, and you know, I ate it because like, this is what's for dinner. So this is what you're going to have. Um, but I always was more into the vegetarian food and I was vegetarian starting in high school. And so when I went vegan in college, it was just kind of a natural transition. And again, like I always loved the vegetarian food so much more than eating meat. Um, and now they have so many more replacements for everything you could possibly want and like tips and tricks of like how to make your own vegan cheese at home with like cashews or pumpkin seeds or like all these cool things. So I have to tell people like, honestly, no, it was easy for me and I don't miss anything. I don't crave any animal products, but I like to tell them, I'm like, but if you are craving animal products, that's normal. Like, don't feel bad about that. So like everyone has their own journey and story. And I always tell them like, just like it doesn't make you a bad person for craving animal products. But I think, you know, people like me, people like you providing plant-based recipes to everyone to help them not crave those things is what we need. So I want to talk about your bread and butter. Well, vegan butter, um, <laughs> clean food, dirty girl, which is your company. Can you talk about how that got started? So my wife and I started this company in 2014 and I had always wanted to do my own thing. I never made a great employee. <laughs> so I, I really always had like a lot of, like wh wherever I worked, I always had a lot of ideas and I always was, you know, looking at ways to like make make things better or easier or just more strategic. And a lot of that, you know, I was never in a position to like implement that stuff really. And so I just always knew that I, 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 I just wanted to work from home and I wanted to do my own thing. I just did not want to work for anybody. So in 2013, I was actually fired um, from the job that I had been doing for about five years. And I, it was like one of the best days of my life. I was like, okay, I'm fired. That is going to, you know, I'm not going to look for another job. I'm just going to do my own thing. And so my wife, her background is in e-commerce and more like the tech side of things. And so we had talked for a long time about kind of merging our, our skill sets and creating something. And the, like what I really, really, really love to do is to 
just let people know that there is a different choice. Like people can feel good and you don't have to be reliant on just the, the system that is like the standard American diet and all of the prescription pills that goes along with that diet. And so, you know, I mean, I was in the restaurant business before I started this. And one of the things I love most about that was just talking to, to customers who would come in and tell me their story. And it was like plant-based vegan restaurants. And I was always so inspired hearing these stories. And what I, what I heard time and time again, were these people talking about like, you know, I, if I would have known about this before, like I would have done this so long ago. Like I just had no idea that I could feel so good and that the food could be so, so tasty. And so that really inspired me because that was, you know, I mean, I was seeing that change directly on the ground, you know, talking to people. So I wanted to provide I didn't know exactly what I wanted to provide, but I knew that I wanted to help people eat more plants in, in a way that, that, you know, they could be met where they were at and um, provide a, a safe space with, with no judgment and just meeting people where they're at and, and, you know, incorporating more plants, whatever that looked like for them. So I knew that that's sort of like what I wanted to do, but I wasn't all that strategic. We were just like, okay, we're going to figure this out as we go. And that's exactly what we did. We didn't know what, what we were really doing. And so we tried you know, we tried a lot of different things and we just kept going. We just kept at it, kept working. And eventually now it's, it's turned into, you know, what it is now, which is a really vibrant, successful uh, company and with an amazing community. And we get to help people eat more plants who like from like all around the globe, which I love. So, but that, that was sort of the beginning of it. <laughs> There, yeah, I would love more specific questions because there's so much of that journey that, that I could go into. So what did it start as? Like, was it just like your recipe blog? Was it you guys just kind of like uploading recipes and hoping it would find people? Yeah. I mean, in the very beginning, even before I got fired and before we started this, you know, the website, we self-published a couple of cookbooks. And we just did that sort of like in our spare time and on the weekends. And we, we did that because we, we wanted to see how we work together. Because although we were together, we, we wanted to see how we collaborated together and how that would look. And it turned out we, we, it was really good. We worked together very, very well. So we kind of did that, which was, which was fun. Um, but, you know, I did, they, they weren't great cookbooks. Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't great at writing recipes then. I wasn't wonderful at food photos. It was like good for, it was the best we could do at the moment. So we started with that and then we decided, okay, well, let's just make a website and just start a, a blog then. And so we, we did that. And then, what, so we had, we kind of had that and then I got fired and then I decided I got fired in December of 2013. So in January, I thought, okay, I'm going to like get really serious about this and really learn how to, you know, how to do online marketing and how to do this successfully to, to reach people and to give me some direction. So I took Marie Forleo's B school and learned a ton from her. And so one thing that I did starting that January, I did, I started a, a Saturday email that I sent out every Saturday that I still send out every single Saturday without missing 
you know, it goes out at the same time every Saturday since January, 2014. So I just, in the beginning, we just provided helpful content. You know, I provided a lot of um, just really helpful free content. So a lot of, you know, free recipes and, and tips and tricks and, you know, just life shit that I was going through um, with my, you know, drinking and smoking addiction. Cause I was like, I had to struggle with that as well. So I, I was just really kind of, it, it was um, sort of therapy for me to get all this stuff out, but also I was doing it in such a way that it could help other people as well. So that is sort of how it started. We didn't have like this plan necessarily, but I knew that I wanted to, to, to create, I didn't even know that I wanted to create content. I, I was like shit scared of writing. I wasn't even, I was like, I'm not a writer. I can't spell. My grammar is horrible. I can't, I'm not a writer. And so when I was learning about what it was going to take to do this, I was like, oh shit, well, writing is going to be something that I have to do. Like I, I can't, I can't have an online business without writing or I have to find somebody to write, but we didn't have any money. I mean, it was just the two of us doing everything. So I was like, well, I'm just going to buck up and, and just write anyways. So my writing has progressively gotten a little bit better because I've done it every week. But in the beginning, I don't know. I would say for anybody listening to this to say, you, you, you'll never be totally ready to start anything. And I'm so glad I didn't wait to start until I felt ready because I don't even know if I'm ready now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people who want to start something have this perfectionist mentality. I know I do. Um, but no one ever has started with something perfect. Um, I'll even look back on like an Instagram post I made from like nine months ago. I'm like, what was I thinking with that picture or that caption or even like a TikTok video that I posted in March? I'm like, what the heck is that? And you can, it's honestly cool though, because you can see your growth and, and how much you improve over time. So I think that's a good point that you make. But also I like that you said it just started off with like you providing free content because you have to prove your value to then monetize. Like you have to build this trust within your audience and build a trust within your community. Um, and I mean, for me, it's the same thing, putting out just free recipes, free content for everyone. Um, but but it does, it, it builds a trust. But you now yeah. have these meal plans, subscription meal plans and subscription recipes as well, which yeah. we would love to hear all about. Yeah. So, well, let me just circle back to one last thing. I mean, you know, we did, we never went into this with the idea of, oh, we're going to make a ton of money. Like, <laughs> you know, we didn't go into it with that idea. We went into it like we, we want enough money so that we don't have to get jobs, you know, so we don't have to work for anybody else. That was sort of like our, our goal there. And, and so we did, you know, you asked a little bit about what we kind of provided. We did do some eBooks, you know, we did little things here and there, some little challenges and stuff. And I think, you know, we just threw spaghetti at the wall and, and kind of see what, or, or looked and see, to see what sucked. And this has also sort of morphed and changed. When we first started doing this, it was, I was doing them like all of the recipes and all of the meal plans myself. And we, we would put out one of these a week and it would be a PDF that we would, that people could download. And we had, you know, just a handful of subscribers really, but they wanted, they, they, it was people wanting just to be told what to cook. Like they were ready to do this. They wanted to do this, but they didn't want to think about it. They just wanted to say, okay, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to get at the grocery store. Give me a grocery list. And so I just started putting something together, just basically what I would eat, you know, I'm like, okay, well, here's what I'm eating this week. So I can just write this down and give it to people and they can just follow along. It was super, super basic, but it was helpful. People really enjoyed it. 
so that is actually the thing that 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 stuck and and people started joining and there was some traction and we were like well okay there there's something to this people really seem to to like this and want more of this and so eventually we were able to hire another person to help me because i was doing everything in the business but i was also doing all of these you know, meal plans and recipes. So that's along with like doing our social media stuff and writing the blog and writing the weekly email and keeping up with the email inbox. And so there was, it was really long hours. I mean, we were clocking like 16 hour days in the beginning. And I knew that if we kept up like that, we were, I was just going to burn out. And so we thought, okay, as soon as we are making enough money, to hire somebody, we're going to hire like somebody to help me with recipe development and meal plan stuff. So we were able to do that in 2016. And we hired Jennifer Pollock, who's still with us, who I adore. And she helped me then create recipes and help with the meal plans. And then we eventually were able to hire Tammy, who's still with us. And she's awesome. And we just basically went on the feedback from our community, you know, and they would tell us what they were really liking about what we were doing and what they didn't like and what they wanted to see different. And so we just, every step of the way, we've just used the feedback from the community to morph and to make tweaks and changes to lead to where it is now. And so it's, our meal plans are definitely no longer a PDF. I mean, that worked, that was great. And, and that's what we could afford. That's where we were at. As we grew, we were able to, able to invest money back into the business, and we actually hired two amazing developers to code and build a classroom. It's a meal plan and recipe classroom, so we built out a huge database, and it took like over a year to make. And it was a really fun, really interesting process. And so now, when people log into their classroom, they can you know, choose how many portions of what meal they want. And then the grocery list is generated. They can do this from their phone or their tablet or whatever. You can cross off or check off the ingredients that they have in their kitchen. And they just follow the recipes and, and follow the meal plan. So it's all online. It's much more, you know, people can search for like gluten-free recipes or nut-free recipes or soy-free recipes, or they can type in like what like if I have split peas, I can type in split peas and like all of our split pea recipes will come up. So it's much more easy to navigate and, and it's a, it's really fun. So we were able to do that over time by, you know, by just listening to the feedback of our community. So what would you say, like what kind of person would benefit from your meal plans? So I would say somebody who is stuck in a rut of eating the same five meals over and over again. Which is most of us. So <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. So the cool thing about this is, you know, this is not only do we have a new meal plan every week, but we have new recipes every week. So we're constantly developing new recipes. So anybody who is just stuck in the bean and rice rut, like they would benefit because we we give you ideas from like we use all different kind of ingredients and all different kind of cuisines. And so it keeps things really, really interesting. The other thing is people who are interested in saving time during the week because our meal plans are based on batch cooking. So, you know, you, I'm sure that you are familiar with this and your listeners are familiar with it, but you spend, you know, a few hours one day a week to batch cook a bunch of food and then you have that for your meals throughout the week. And that really saves time throughout the week because you're not cooking from scratch every single meal. Oh, for sure. 
So what do you mean? So you'll do like a batch of like quinoa or like a batch of brown rice or like a batch of beans. And then you have that to put in a bunch of different yeah. recipes. Yeah. And like cheesy sauces and, and also not just that, but you know, we'll do like walnut parm or we'll do really like, like little added things that make, like take a recipe to kind of the next level. So we'll do delicious like sauces and dressings. And so it's kind of on the gourmet side and our recipes can be like, there's a lot of spices and a lot of, I mean, they're, they're not boring at all. I mean, they're super, super flavorful. So, and you're going to use much more spices than in other meal plans. Um, but you know, it, it's, and some of the recipes are a little bit more complex. We do have simple recipes too, but we are really focused on like the flavor of the food and the texture of the food. Like we just love to eat all of us on the team just love to eat. So we create food that we want to eat basically. So those would be some examples. And also people who are just newer to this way of newer to this way of eating, you know, and just want to try stuff that's going to really taste good and really be satisfying for them and also their family. So our recipes are developed, you know, I mean, I don't have kids, but the other two ladies who create recipes with me, they have kids and all of the stuff that they do is tested on their whole family before it goes out. So they're very family friendly as well. That's very nice. And I mean, it sounds like someone who kind of wants to like dip their toe into eating plant-based or if they're a plant-based beginner, like they're committed, but they're not 100% sure what to make or they want plant-based food and they want to make it taste good. But also this could be someone who's like been plant-based for a while, but they're stuck in, as you said, making the same five meals and they just want to spice things up a little. Totally. Or who just want to, like, they're not sure what to do with, with, ingredients that they're not as familiar with too because we use a lot of different ingredients you know and so for people who aren't from like maybe they are familiar with like brown lentils but they've never dived into the world of like black lentils before or you know I mean we really do change it up so even me like and I follow our meal plans every week I batch cook the meal plans every week and even I'm like oh yeah like I haven't used that in a while and I I, I still really get excited about them so yeah for people who just want to experience a really wide range of whole plant foods that's awesome. And I'm sure, I mean, it's just so needed um, because people are always saying to me, you know, I need a plan. I need someone telling me what to make, someone telling me what to cook. So, I mean, you've already helped a lot of people and I'm so glad you're talking about this to my audience because I'm sure they could 100% benefit from it. Um, and I'm sure we're all curious what you eat in a day. So can you give us a little inside peek into your breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in between? Sure. Yes. Well, like I said, I love to eat. Love it. Love it. It's one of my favorite things to do in the whole Same. world. Um, so... <laughs> I have basically the same breakfast every morning. I've been doing this for the past year and I am not sick of it yet, which is crazy. But I developed this very strange breakfast porridge recipe last year. And it's a combination of three different types of grains and a different and a lentil. And so you can do really, I have um, recipes for this on the blog. But you can do it with really anything. So it can be a mix of like millet, black rice, and quinoa, and then like uh, brown lentils. Or I do steel cut oats and brown rice and um, kasha, and then like, you know, even like split peas or something. So it's a co that combination. I soak all that stuff overnight. The next morning, I cook it in my Instant Pot for 12 minutes with four cups of water. And then I just keep it in my fridge. It makes a huge batch. And then I just eat that every morning. I don't even heat it up, which is weird, but 
it's so yummy. Um, I used to love like cold cereal. And so this really, really nips that craving in the bud. So I do a bowl of that with a bunch of fruit. So like papaya and banana and apple, some chopped up walnuts, and then a little bit of raisins and some soy milk. So that's sort of like my go-to breakfast. And I love it because it keeps me full for a long time. And it's just super easy. I don't even have to heat anything up. Like I just take the container of cooked, you know, porridge, put some in a bowl, top it, and then that's it. So that's my go-to breakfast. And then for lunch, I usually have a huge salad, but not like the boring salad, right? Not just like lettuce and cucumbers and tomato. I'm talking like a bowl of salad, a huge bowl of salad with different lettuce, lettuces, different uh, leafy greens. I always put red cabbage in there. And then I top it with like different kind of beans. So garbanzo beans, black beans, pinto beans, whatever. Um, some baked tofu if I have that. Um, whatever kind of stuff that I made on my batching day. Like if I made some roasted veggies, I'll just heat up a little bit of that and toss in there. Like it's just a, a big medley of food. And then it, I always like top it with whatever dressing that I have in the fridge that I've made. And then my favorite thing to put on top is some uh, tamari roasted, either pumpkin seeds or um, sunflower seeds. And I'll put that on the top for some crunch because I'm all about texture. So for me, like if it doesn't have three different textures going on, like I'm not that satisfied. So I love to get the different like crunch of the, um, you know, crunch of the veggies and the crunchy kind of seeds and then some soft beans, like that whole, like that whole texture thing is really important. So I usually have a big salad and then for dinner, it's whatever's on the meal plan. So it could be anything, soup, stews, stir fries, um, pasta, literally just whatever's on the plan for night, that night, that's what I eat. And then for snacks, mm, I don't really snack all that much, but I do have a green smoothie every day. And so I'll have that just when I'm feeling like I need a little something. So I make a green smoothie and then I usually have like a square or two of like super nice dark chocolate at some point kind of during the evening. <laughs> mm -hmm. Gotta have that chocolate. And so that's, that's pretty much it in the day. And I just, you know, and even with it, even though the breakfast and the lunch are kind of the same thing, it's not the same because I use different ingredients each time. So it's actually, it's, it's really varied and I don't get, don't get bored with it because it, it is, there's so many variations to, to kind of um, play with within, within those dishes. Yeah, that sounds really good. That all that stuff is right up my alley. The more natural, whole food, plant based, the better. And I notice like that's just when I feel my best too. Um, and of course, like I have like an amazing vegan bakery by me, and they make amazing vegan cupcakes. And like I'll go get that, or you know something that's not like one hundred percent whole foods and natural, and it tastes good. But then like all the sugar, like you just don't feel as good afterwards. So that day of eating sounds ideal. Um, can you give us three tips for plant-based beginners? Like your three top tips after everything you've learned all your years being vegan? Oh, I have so many more than three, but I will keep it to three. Let's see. So one of them would be, you know, you can listen to podcasts such as this and it's awesome because you can learn so much. You can watch documentaries, you can read the books, you can get on the blogs and follow the Instagram accounts and do all the things. But until you just like go to the grocery store, buy some food, cook it and eat it, like that's when it's going to help you. So just start and you don't have to be perfect with it. You just incorporate however you can just meet yourself where you're at. And I think the, 
one of the biggest things that I see are people thinking, well, if I can't do this perfectly, I'm just going to wait until I can. And the truth is, like, there's no perfect. There's no like ideal that we're all trying to get to. Like, it's so individual. And we all have such different lives and different circumstances and different uh, challenges that we really do just have to make it work for wherever we're at, however we can. And there's no perfect. Oh, I, there's no, trust me, like nobody out there is perfect. And so, you know, just, just start, just do like one meal, just one meal, start there and see, see, see how you feel after. And so I would say that that is one thing that you just have to actually do it. You know, the only way I stop smoking cigarettes is to stop putting cigarettes in my mouth and inhaling. Like that's the only way I could do it. So the only way to start eating plants is to literally start eating plants. Um, let's see another thing for beginners, some of the ingredients and the recipes are going to feel foreign and not, and like unfamiliar. And that can feel, it maybe isn't a reason for people not to do this, but it can, it can take a little bit of getting used to, but just know that this way of eating and these ingredients, this is for everybody. This isn't just for certain people, like anybody can do this. And even if, you know, for people who, there are definitely challenges. There's always going to be challenges, but there's always ways to do this that will work with you. And it's, and the more you do this, the more familiar it will feel. And it's going to, you know, in the beginning, it might feel like you're getting out of your comfort zone, but the more you do this, you're going to get used to it. And it'll feel like, it'll feel really, really natural the more that you do it. So if it feels weird in the beginning, just keep going and know that this is for you too. It's, this is for, this is for everybody who wants to. Okay. Another one is I would encourage people to, to lead by example and to, you know, get your food really how you want it to and, and inspire people by just being yourself and just doing what you're doing. Because I think what I see is a lot of people in the beginning will get really amazing results and then they want everybody around them to make this change and they start, you know, preaching it and they start, you know, really almost demanding it of their family and then getting pissed off when their family isn't on board. And I say like, drop the expectations and just focus on you. And if the people in your life are curious about it, they'll know who to come to. So I've seen that a lot too, when you kind of take a step back and, you know, just let the people in your life eat how they're going to eat, even if it's not how you eat anymore, or even if it's not how you want them to eat, you know, we're not in charge of other people, but we're definitely in charge of the choices that we make. So just, you know, focus on what's on your plate and uh, accept and love the people around you. <laughs> I love all of those and agree with all of those. And I love just that mentality of like, no one's perfect. If you accidentally eat something not vegan at a restaurant, like tomorrow's a new day. If you like only have a vegan breakfast that day, plant-based breakfast, like that's fine. That's, that's so much progress. Um, and also with, you know, setting an example to others and, and being a role model to everyone through how you live your life. I think that's super important. You know, I get a lot of both older people and younger people, I think one is like maybe the mom of the family decides she wants to be plant-based and then she's like trying to get her kids on board and her husband and there's pushback from the kids and the husband and, and I just tell her, I'm like, look, you decided 
to be plant-based, your family didn't decide to be plant-based, all you can do is you do you, find healthy, delicious plant-based recipes, maybe make a vegan brownie and leave it on the counter. Like I promise they'll all find them and they'll love them. And yeah, all you can do is just set an example and, you know, hopefully everyone follows. Um, And if they don't, that's okay too. You can still do you. Yeah. And they might, you know, it might take a long time. I don't know. I mean, my wife is not totally plant-based. She's, she's not, she's from Malaysia. I don't know that she'll ever be totally plant-based. The woman needs everything. However, you know, we've been together for 12 years now and she eats way more plants than she did in the beginning. And she, she won't eat desserts that aren't vegan. (laughs) She's, she's funny, but you know, and, and she, it's like, Sure, I would love it if she was plant-based, but like that's not really my place, you know? And she's open and she's honest about it. And it's like, but she eats what I cook because she doesn't really cook. And so she just sort of goes along with whatever I'm eating. So she basically eats what I eat. But if we go out, you know, she doesn't always order plant-based stuff. And like, you know, fine. Like, but it's taken it's taken a long time to even get to this point. I mean, the first five years, like she would have a like ham sa- ham and mayo sandwich for for lunch, like you know, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, so I, I bought the, um, like plant-based ham and she's like, no, this isn't going to cut it. I'm like, okay, then fine. I'll let it go. <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah, it's so important to just let the people in your life be how they're going to be. And, and they might come back. I mean, like my nephew, I'm helping now kind of eat more plant-based and I'm really like holding his hand through this. And, and he's known since, you know, his whole life, he's known that this is how I eat, but he's only this year come to me and is like, okay, I really need help. And so it, everybody's on their own path with this. For sure. And I have a question before I kind of wrap things up. And that's how you came up with the name Clean Food Dirty Girl, because I think it's genius. Um, Every time I hear it, I'm like, that's the best business name. So the funny thing is like, it was one of those moments. It just, it just came to me. Like, I don't know where it came from. I didn't, I wasn't like, we weren't originally called Clean Food Dirty Girl. We were called Bold Vegan in the beginning. And I knew that that just, it wasn't, it just, just didn't quite fit, um, who we were. So I tend to have a bit of a sailor's mouth. Um, so I, I kind of cuss a lot in my real life (laughs) and, and that's, and when I write, I just kind of write how I speak. So that translates to our, to our content as well. And so I don't know. I was on, um, do you know who Ash Amberger is with the middle finger project? I don't. Oh, she's amazing. She's a copywriter person and just all around badass. She was doing like a Facebook live type of thing. And I was just sort of on there and I, I was debating what we should call our business because I knew we wanted to transition. And I was thinking about just doing Molly Patrick since it's my name. And so she did this Facebook live and it was all about like, okay, reasons why you don't want to name your business, your name. And so I was really intrigued by that. So I was like, okay, I want to listen to what she has to say. And it was during that Facebook live where I, it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. It just hit me. And since she was doing a live, like I typed in the name and she actually was like, holy shit, that's really good. And I was like, it is really good. Right. And I knew it, like I knew as soon as I had it. And then that live ended and I told Luann, I'm like clean food, dirty girl. And she's like, fuck yes. Like, yes, that's it. And so it, it didn't, I didn't really have to try. It just came to me. (laughs) I love that. And it's funny because I started as Code Green Wellness, which is like 
I mean, it's fine. Um, it is not as fun as Healthy Girl Kitchen, but I was literally like sitting down and peeing one day and all of a sudden I'm thinking, I'm like, Healthy Girl Kitchen. I'm like, that's it. That's the name. I'm like, because I knew I'd wanted to like rebrand for a while and rename the business to what, you know, something that really fitted a lot better and fit me and my personality. And I, it just, it hit me. So I understand what you mean. Yes. And when you know, you just know, and sometimes you can rack your brain and rack your brain. And then sometimes, you know, it just, when you just let go a little bit of that, like it just comes and it's like, that's how it is with writing too. When I try too hard, it's like, it's just not working. I have a blog post called, um, stop squeezing the cat and it talks about that like when you squeeze it too hard like you don't give give space enough for like the answers to come to you so no you're totally right so i have some questions that i ask all of my guests um these are just some fun get to know you questions so that people can get to know you and your personality a little bit better um so the first one is what would your last meal on earth be oh man okay that is really hard, but I think, gosh, because I eat so many, so much food and so much of it is so delicious. Um, it can have multiple courses if that helps you. Okay. Well, there was actually a meal plan that we put out. This was a recipe that Tammy created and it is a butternut squash lasagna. And I'm going to say it was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. Like, it had layers of butter, like sage roasted butternut squash, and then this like white sauce, and it was all layered with like spinach or kale or some kind of greens with the um, lasagna noodles. And as I was eating that, I didn't want anybody to talk to me. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like I just wanted to close my eyes and eat it. So today I'm gonna say that that would be probably one of the contenders. For that sure. sounds amazing. I'm all for like a pasta dish mm-hmm. of any kind. That sounds incredible. Um, what is one thing you can't live without in your morning routine? Oh, my, my morning routine is hilarious. It's, um, so are you talking food or like ritual? Anything. So I will say I have a morning movement, stretching, myofascial release practice that I do every morning that if I go without it, my body gets like stiff as a board. For some reason, my muscles are just super, super tight. And I am not one of those flexy, bendy people at all. And I just get tight. So I have this very strange practice that I've come up with over the years. And if I don't do it, my body will shout at me all day long. So that's one thing I can't go without that. The other thing is my warm glass of water in the morning. Like that's the thing that I just, as soon as I wake up and brush my teeth, I have my warm glass of water and I hit my yoga mat and do this weird body movement practice that I do. And those two things like just keep me, keep me going. Awesome. And if you had to pick one form of exercise to do for the rest of your life, what, what would it be? Yep. That's the one, this, this, this concoction. I mean, you, you can't really find this practice that I've come up with because I've pieced together different components of different classes that I've taken over the years. And I've pieced together the ones that the the ones that work for me the most from like each class that I've ever taken. And so this is it, but it's kind of, it's sort of like mobility training. Um, There's a lot of ball rolling. um, There's a lot of stretching. There's a lot of like breathing 
because the other thing, it's not just like about the movement, but it's about like releasing tension and release like unsticking energy in my body. So if I have stuff that's, you know, it's my place to feel and release. And so it's very therapeutic. It's kind of like my church. Um, and that, it's a very like sacred thing to me. So I will definitely do that for, for the rest of my life. I've done this for like going on two years now every morning. And what is your favorite grocery store? <sighs> okay. So I'm just a sucker for any kind of little family run food co-op, not even family run, medium size, I would say, but just any kind of like funky health food store is my jam the you know the ones with like lots of bulk bins and a really nice health and beauty section the ones that you walk in and it kind of smells like produce and patchouli a little bit usually you know you have some like cool people working there and um so the this is i i grew up like in a store like this this was my first job um i always whenever i travel i will seek out that health food store wherever we are and know that that's sort of like my place. Um, bigger health food stores, like, you know, they're nice too, but those littler food co-ops or health food stores, that's my jam. And you're in Hawaii, so they're probably um, more abundant little co-ops and family-run stores like that. There are, yes. Yeah, I'm on Maui, so there's also a Whole Foods, but I don't shop there so much, but we do have some really cool um, health food stores. And we also just have a lot of very cool little farmers markets on the side of the roads like people will just be selling their pineapple or like, you know whatever so there's 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 enough choices for sure okay and lastly i like to play would you rather foodie edition with which is just like rapid fire this or that are you okay. ready awesome okay ready. peanut butter or almond butter peanut butter i'm allergic to almonds kind of so. oh okay then peanut butter yeah. for sure mm -hmm. um pasta or pizza Oh, uh, probably pasta. Tofu or tempeh? Tofu for sure. Spinach or kale? Mm, kale. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes for sure. Smoothies or juices? Ah, I love them both, but I'm going to say smoothies because I have them every day. Lemon or lime? Going to go lemon. Hummus or guacamole? Oh, that is hard. Can I do like a guacamole hummus? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Some wok hummus then. That uh, sounds perfect. Quinoa or rice? Mm, both so good, but I would probably, probably choose rice. Yeah, I'm going to go with rice. Pesto or tomato sauce? Oh my God. Mm, mm, they're both so good. I would say tomato sauce because I can put it on more things, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. That's um, Would You Rather Foodie Edition. Thank you for playing. <laughs> totally fun. I love it. Although it's like, I just love all that stuff. And again, it's just, I love food. I love plant foods. Like I just, and that's the thing, you know, let me just circle back to this thing that you, you, ha you asked me about some tips for people who are new to this. Like you can love food and do this. <laughs> And you're not going to feel deprived, you know, because there's just so many plants out there and so many ways to make them delicious that if you are not doing this because you have this love of food, like this is perfect for you. You'll love it. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was awesome. Um, where can everyone find you? Website, Instagram, 
Yep. So if, um, you go to cleanfooddirtygirl.com. We have everything on there, our link to our Instagram stuff and all of our social stuff is there. And also we do have a free trial for our meal plans. If somebody wants to sign up and just take like kind of experiment and take a test drive. But if you're not ready to do that, we also have a ton of free recipes on our blog. We have hundreds of free recipes that are really good. And that's a great way just to get familiar with our style of cooking and recipes. So I would say for anybody, you know, just go there and pick a few and, and see what you think. But yeah, everything you'll need is at cleanfoodjourneygirl.com. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks so much. I had so much fun. See ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.